Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. in the windowsill today talking with Este McLeod. I am sure many of you are very familiar with Este and her wonderful painting style, her courses that she teaches, her color sense, her creative challenges, all the things that she gives us so generously. If you have been around for a while, you might have heard an earlier interview with Este way back on podcast number 16. So go ahead and listen to that one too, because it'll tell you even more about Este. Este is an artist, designer, and creator of online art and creativity courses. Her paintings are informed by the real and the imaginary. A background in textile and ceramic design is evident in the stylized, abundant, and colorful forms used in still life, landscape, and floral paintings. Este is a colorist painter, a variety of painting and mark making techniques are used to layer color and shapes in all of her work. And I just find myself fascinated watching her, the videos she posts online, just like, oh my gosh, where, what is happening? And I took a course early on with Este. I think it was in 2015 or 16. And I still remember what I learned there because it, it changed a lot of the ways I look at things. She draws inspiration from travel, nature, dreams, seasons, sentiments, and thoughts, as well as everyday surroundings. Observation and drawing are important parts of her creative process. Her artworks are presented to convey intrinsic beauty, a feeling or memory of a place or impression. Some of Este's paintings are adapted to become surface design patterns licensed on textiles and wallpaper. All designs start off as paintings on canvas or paper before they are adapted to become patterns etc. In 2015, Este started teaching online courses. She loves doing research and exploring options that fit in with her emphasis to help others to develop creative confidence and expand their knowledge of materials and techniques. And we talk a lot more about that today. We are starting off March in another wonderful challenge from Lori Siebert and Este this month and Snippets of Whimsy too. 
Kenzie K. And I loved the first Calora combo that Estee and Lori and Kenzie did back in the fall. It was really one of my favorites. And if you guys haven't discovered these challenges yet, well, I'm not going to riff on it too long here because we talk about it in the interview, but check them out. They all eyes are on this challenge because there are so many cool people partaking. So it's great to see the work. There's work of all kinds and there's awards and judges and prizes and things too. But it's an, I just feel like it's not a stressful one. Like it's just a very friendly, comfortable place. So check it out. And the other thing I wanted to make sure to add was that Este is the windowsill workshop guest this month, which I'm super excited about. So mark your calendars and join us or join us for the recording, which will be Saturday, March 19th coming right up. And the information can be found over on tantaustudio.com or any of the places you normally look for things from Estee or myself. Enough from me. Here is Miss Estee McLeod. Oh, thank you, Estee, for coming on again with me today. I'm so happy to be able to ta- talk with you and catch up with what you're doing. Well, it's wonderful, wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Margaret, it's always a joy to speak to you. Ah, oh, thank you. You know, I think back to, and I know I talked about this last time, but being able to meet you in person at Surtex was memorable. I wish we could do that more often. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah that would be nice. That is, it feels, feels in many ways like a very, very long time ago. And sort of what's happened since, as in, you know, what's happened after, um, after Surtex and starting licensing and in the directions of my career. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah where, where everyone's gone and the people that you met what we as as artists meet and designers that we meet and um it's always interesting to see people's um journeys and where they you know where they are going and it's really it's my favorite part and it's a good reminder isn't it that we it's ever-changing and yeah. i love to be able to support and 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 kind of think back oh my gosh remember you were doing this or whatever that was at the time, but you have always been somebody that in my mind has, um, epitomized kind of digging into color and, and embracing the, just the most obscure little wonderful things, different colors, combining colors in a different way. I remember you had a, um, a challenge or a contest when, when we had to draw, it was when it was just one color, which I know you still do, but, and I remember what it was mustard or something like that. And I literally, I came across it in my, in one of my notebook pages just this week. And I drew everything with mustard. I actually used mustard to draw it with, to get the color, right? It was fun. And that was your fault. Thank you very much. Well, I, I was actually thinking that's that's a very good idea to have a project as in play with your food. Uh, that will come one day as well. Um, and and to, to tell you that it's the truth is I, I was thinking, you know, about, about all the colors in food and, and and what you can do and draw on a plate and and, and change it. And um, it's these are things that people have to to hand and it's a there's a um, temporary what's it there's a limitation to it and also in terms of the longevity of it and I did this and I was thinking about ketchup as well and I actually researched the word ketchup because why is it spelled with a k and where does it come from I I'm I'm, I love doing research it's a Chinese word so it's um it's it's ketchup is the is the actual word and that's basically the the sauce the tomato sauce the the condiment comes from Chinese. I did not so, know uh, that. 
Yeah, that's your fun fact for the day. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to remember the one about painting with mustard. And, it worked. Um, I thought I'm just gonna try it, but it worked. Yeah, but do you know also speaking of color, since you asked and since you mentioned mustard, mustard actually has no color. It has the color of turmeric. They have oh. to add turmeric to it, otherwise it's a fairly un unappetizing brown color. And that is why mustard Interesting. is yellow. Yeah. Huh. I there love you go. I have loved trivial facts that, that <laughs> make a difference to you. But you're um, so good. <laughs> well now I have to practice painting with I'll use turmeric as a as a you know a pay I'll make a paste with that. <laughs> yeah, because turmeric stains and it never That's comes true. out. Turmeric. That's true. So we're right in the start of another really wonderful calorie combo challenge. And if you're listening to it this in, in March, that's awesome. And if you're listening to it in August, it doesn't matter. It's a, you know, Estee and her color it hopefully will, will go on for a long, long time, but just, um, you've been awfully inspired by color. Tell me a little bit about like, is there a why for that for you? I, I, it's almost one of those where you don't want to, I, I almost don't want to try and try and understand it too much because I, mm. I think of myself as a colorist. Mm-hmm. As in, if I have to describe what I do, even though I, I'm not a, an abstract painter by any, any, in any way, I am a colorist. And that means color is more important than subject matter. So I am absolutely passionate about color, I'm passionate about mixing colors. And it's something that I always notice. I, I am, <clears throat> we all obviously have our own favorite colors, but I, there's no such thing as an ugly color. That's the right. other thing. It's just what you what you use the color with. So yeah, I am passionate about color, and I am also passionate because it's something that anyone can develop. Mm-hmm. Artists and creatives, or hobbyists, anyone who wants to paint can can be better at color. You can develop your sense of color. It's not it's not like a, a certain talent you have to have. You can definitely develop it, and one of the ways to develop it is by mixing it. Mm. But by by having basic colors, have what I always say. One of my um, missions, almost, or one of my uh, things that I advocate is for artists to to use good materials. Mm-hmm. And when people go, yeah, but it's expensive. So yes, have fewer paints, have fewer colors, and mix more, and you mm-hmm. will be better off for it because you actually um, learn how to get those colors, and you don't have to buy or you don't have to buy all the oranges and purples and so on. as long as you have the as long as you understand you know there are different reds you have a, a primary red that's a, the old uh, the old primary red and then you have magenta and you have a ultramarine blue and then you have a, a thallo blue the cyan blue the modern blue and the two will give you completely different outcomes so anyway it's uh, i can i can talk about that a lot but <laughs> what is actually one of the reasons possibly again as i said i want to try and and understand it too much but I think it might be one of the underlying reasons for me doing the calorie combo challenge and and other challenges that I've done before and it is because I I I think we are all influenced by color but it's something that anyone can do there's a it's it it, it's a it's a leveler there's color is is Mm. not it's not owned by anyone and it's not right it it anyone can interact with it and anyone we are all influenced by it we might just not think it but we all are we really are I I remember and I might have mentioned this before in some way but I remember going into a doctor's office was yeah I was probably in middle school 
and the, and just really thinking my mom was an interior designer. So I, you know, I, we did talk about things like that, Mm -hmm. like color, but the walls were so gray. And I just remember thinking, okay, so I'm already not feeling very excited to be here. Why, why, why are the walls gray? You know? And then, and, and, and little did I know, you know, there's a whole, there's millions of studies around that, but why weren't they yellow? And I remember at that, starting to think about it in that way or realizing that I was thinking about it differently, I guess I should say, but we are affected in so many ways. And I, the whole, the whole practice, like you were saying of mixing and matching something I'm fascinated by, you can see more and more on um, Instagram and things, people that will pick something from their garden and mix a color to match it. And I think that's such a good exercise to mix and learn what goes together and the happy accidents that happen from that, etc. Yes. yes, absolutely, and I I can attest to that as well. I um, once spilt a bottle of red paint, and because it's a good red paint and it's spilled all over the pa- the paper, I covered the canvas in it, and my, and I made a painting that was red and um, and it had a sort of a, a green <clears throat> aqua. It was just the, just the two colors. But it, it, I would never have painted everything in red. Uh-huh. But that, again, all these things happen for reasons. It might have been one of those things that start off when you for, for thinking of use fewer colors, how effective it is just to work with two or three colors. You know, all these things tie in with how we do things. And I can actually re- remember painting that and having all this red and having too much red paint that I scooped up and put on the canvas. And it's... I, I love happy accidents. I, I love having to solve creative problems. Being being a creative problem solver is it's something really good about that. It's it's a it's a that challenge rather than having everything worked out and you just you know have your whole plan sort of um, pre predetermined what will happen. It's um it's it's definitely good to make space for for happy accidents and yeah I've I've mi- I've mixed. I've, I realized that the best grays are mixed with um, actually a, a turquoise and an orange mm. complementary colors of, you know, the, the uh, blue and, uh, and and orange being, being complementary. Those make the best neutrals and grays. Mm. Um, so I hardly ever use black, for example, in, in painting, unless I, I, unless I want to deliberately make something in black because you get better colors by better neutrals, better grays, mm-hmm. by by not using black, by just using colors and colors with good pigment concentration. And there's so much depth in that too. And it's an interest when it looks dark, but really what it is, is, yeah, I had, uh, we were painting something um, that needed to be very dark. And, and the initial thought was black, but what, so what we did, had the store do, because it needed a lot of play, paint, was add some blue and some red and it, and it's the deepest, darkest midnight blue, but it's so different than black. It, it has so much more life than black. Mm, absolutely. You know. I can, I can believe that. Um, incidentally, you were saying about, you know, covering something in, in color. If this is just a tip, if you have a red wall or, or something with a very bright color, there's a, so say, say a living room wall and it was painted red or, a, a, a very strong color you should never paint over that in white you should paint over it in gray to 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 neutralize it and then 
paint over in white. But your mother was an interior or is an interior designer, so she probably would would know that. It's a it's a tip I've I've once I was once told by an architect, and it's true. Otherwise, you will always have a there will always be a pink, a uh -huh. pink to the white wall, and the same goes for for painting as well. As, you know, mm. if you if I if, if you were to paint oh if you if you want to obliterate something, don't use white. Neutralize it. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. And I, I think that again, goes to that common, you know, how, how it comes through. And I, and I mean, like literally and, and not, you know, a, a deep color or something like neutralizing, it makes a lot of sense than just kind of trying to cover it. Cause if you're covering it, it's, it's going to keep talking to you in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I had to go back to your red canvas for a minute. I was watching an episode of landscape art landscape artist of the year mm -hmm. which is a sky art show that i love and this one gal sketched everything in almost um it was just absolutely vibrant fluorescent pink mm -hmm. paint not a pen or anything but what yeah. happened is because when she went back in and did the rest of her drawing some of that pink mm -hmm. just vibrated through and some of those that pink was on the edges and it just was gorgeous it was gorgeous yeah, yeah. I, I i can also that's something that i learned not because of my own doing but because my son when he was little when he was a toddler when he was a, a baby i used to let him paint on my canvases in order to keep him busy and then with the idea of I'll just paint over this and then I can, you know, do my own thing. But some of the canvases you made I actually kept because they, they were just so lovely. I couldn't paint over them. Um, but this one I turned, it was a quite a large canvas and I turned it into a still life and I had the intention to paint over it, but it had orange marks on it and it was a, um, in, in other colors. But I can remember this one orange brush, brush stroke, which I thought, oh, that ties in with where plant is going. But the plant, the flower would never do that. And it wouldn't be orange. And and I just, but I kept it, even though most of it was painted out with blue and the painting red blue. Mm. Uh, but you had little bits of orange in it. And that was a, that was a happy accident that actually changed the way I paint. I, I love having underpainting in, in, in paintings. I love bringing in other colors that you may not even see. Mm -hmm. But just having having those those other elements because that creates a certain energy. You know, I learned that first, I think, from you, and and then it, and uh, also a course I took from Lynn Whipple too, where I was always thinking that what I was painting on the canvas was the painting, hmm. and I think you were the first person to be like, no, <laughs> not at all. What you're paint, what you start painting is a layer underneath. And, yeah. and that was like, Oh, I was always painting it to be the final yeah. thing yeah. instead yeah. of a layer, 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 layer. And it's so, first of all, it's freeing and it gives you so much more depth and interest. And then you can go back and do a shape, just like you're saying about the orange, you, yeah. there's these discoveries that you, and color combinations that you wouldn't know otherwise. Pretty yeah. cool. I yeah. keep that painting that I did with you in my studio. It just reminds me. Right. that's good <laughs> um, yeah it's oh, color, color it's um it is fascinating and it is it it never it never it never it's always something um uh, that 
that there's always new trends as well and there's always new ways that people put put colors together and it's it's that's also fascinating as to you know what is seen as an in color and there's there's this sort of very neutral colors that people now um, you know both in interiors and and for and, and in, in in fashion and then you have the lots of grays you know everything being so gray 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 and then it's like okay pantone color of the year is going to be like peri very peri it's going to be very purple and it's seen as that sort of a color that typically in um interior design was a bit of a yeah and we in the 70s was a bit of a um you know it's it's quite a it's quite controversial and yes yet, it is it, and it's back and it's back in paintings and i've actually deliberately included purple in paintings and even iridescence in, in iridescent purple in paintings mm -hmm. you can almost not see it unless you know unless you sort of catch it at a certain angle and and it's good to paint as i said in in colors that are not your go-to colors yeah for sure which brings me to this fantastic calora combo last year you and Lori Siebert worked together on this color combo challenge. And I think that was kind of where it started the multiple colors together. And I just loved it. I mean, I'm, I'm a big follower of challenges and rarely do that. I do them myself, but I, you know, I love looking to see what people are doing. And it seemed that that month really got people thinking and combining colors be, and as I mentioned before we press go, it's not like you're saying, draw this thing. You're saying, mm -hmm. use these two colors that might be difficult for you to, to think about together, but mm -hmm. just try it. And just amazing things have come out of that. So how has that progressed for you after that month? Okay, I'll, I'll just step back a little bit because um, Lauren's been doing her wonderful challenges for a while on, on Instagram. She, she has real stamina to do it. Um, um, I have done challenges before and but mine's typically to do with with um, with color. And um, so we thought about doing uh, doing a, a collaboration uh, an Instagram challenge. And um, then the it, it just made sense to look at colors but do color combinations. Yeah. And that's when I thought of the, the caloric combo, having that as a hashtag because it's not it's not been used before, you know, because that that's that's uh, quite specific. And also because I spell color with a U and Americans don't. So right. it had to be a different word. So it's Italian, colore, combo. Well, so and I think it was wise of her to kind of, of you to combine because your color challenges have that have been going on for, I don't know, three or four years, it feels like maybe not that long. But, yeah, but yeah. I, I always love looking at like you, how you do those little dots of color, you know, by the side and just as inspiration. Mm. I'm always finding inspiration, but so how, yes, keep telling me about just how the two of you kind of made this idea a little bit different. So, so we, we thought we'll do the, the two colors and then um, also making it. Uh, so it's, they were only two colors. The idea is to work with only two colors and then obviously a neutral or white and a dark color, such as a black. And it's not, it's not set in stone, but the idea is try and work with two colors Added, add, a, add another color if you if you want, but not uh, a color that's going to completely alter it. Um, and then do 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 whatever you want to in any right. medium, any style. There's no there's no rule apart from the fact that every two days there's a color. Try and create something with them, and that's in what people did. And um, it it's you know being a challenge and being uh, being on instagram there were all kinds of prizes and i mean you've been involved with them before and that's also nice but the real joy of it is to create something and to see what other people do 
Um, I've I've created a Facebook support not support group <laughs> a Facebook group um, as a place where people can post it as well because not everybody wants to post on Instagram or it's, it's just nice. a nice place to have it as well. That's called uh, Creative Prompts with Esty McLeod. And mm-hmm. um, so people then, because that was started, I thought, okay, I will commit myself to doing um, a color challenge every week. So mm-hmm. I've, I've been doing that since the start of 2022. And um, so that's just once a week, same thing. But I have sometimes more than two colors, sometimes it's three, four. I've even indulged in five colors. Mm. But um, if, there's a, if there's a reason for it, but what I'm doing at the moment is I look at a painting and um, I find an artist painting artwork, um, some other creation, sometimes even packaging. It's all, it all depends on what catches my eye. And then I will take sometimes just a piece of that painting, just a, I'll just crop a little area of the painting and and that is then, the colors are, are, are taken out of that and that's presented to the audience. People get an email as well. Uh, if they opt in to go onto the mailing list, a special Glory Combo mailing list, and then they create. And some people do it afterwards. Some people do loads of artwork in it. Um, some people, they do all kinds of things. It's not just art. It's um, and people have been doing glass work, um, applique, um, quilt, um, all kinds of uh, ceramics, all kinds of other things. So it's it's wonderful to, uh, and it's it's really very heartening that people take to it and 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 work with it. So and um, you know turn it into their own 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 creations. So um, we thought we'll do one six months after the first one. Uh, Laurie and myself, so we'll do another uh, month event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how Laurie Combo and March is going to work um, is to have a prompt every three days. Nice. And um, March, on the 8th of March, is International Women's Day. So I took that as my um, mission, or no, not mission, that's my 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 cue mm-hmm. to to bring in to just make it, to look at female artists. So rather than just any art or any design, look at female artists, but also artists from different disciplines, backgrounds, um, uh, locations. And these are all artists from the past. That's the only female artists who are no longer here. And, um, but use them as the source where the colors come from. So okay. there's a little bit of um, information going with it as well. Some interesting trivial facts, such as, you know, with, with ketchup comes from that kind of kind of thing also facts about flowers and and just bits that I like to do to research I just I love I'm, I'm very curious about about you know where things come from and uh, it's, uh, so there's a little bit of information with that as well but the idea is take these colors typically three colors add a dark color neutral or white and um, create in it but then there's a little bit of a difference because um, March is also, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere where winter comes to an end and it's a new season and that um, uh, I've, I have um, thought of that as well. So there's, a, there's flowers is, is mm. linked to it as well. So all these artists, not only are they female artists, they they all the all the all the art being featured has some connection to flowers, mm. um, and that ties in very nicely with 
um, one of our collaborators is Ken Green um, and the company uh, Hudson Valley uh, Seed Company. And they, um, you may know them from the seed packs that they've been doing mm-hmm. since 2009. Yeah. Um, so they normally pick 12 artists per year and they create mm-hmm. 12, pack, 12 seed um, pack designs. Mm-hmm. And they've got these beautiful quarter foil designs. It's a square pack. And each one, each, 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 each of these packs um, is for the specific seeds. And um, it's an, an artist gets featured and a bit of information about the artist and but they pick them they do it very carefully so they um, they are always looking for artists and they will pick their artists from the Kalori Combo um, participants that's so, amazing uh, yeah it is lovely and people can look on their catalog as in the on their website and their catalog for next year for inspiration as well um, so yeah if people want to make flowers that's good because um, they will look for um, for for twelve artists, and they are also this year in particular. Uh, we thought it would be be a good idea to look at creating a um, a little collection of greeting cards. So they are also looking for four artists for making these. Um, what they, they they'll use my my art. For one of the greeting cards and the 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 theme the flowers to be um uh, used for the greeting cards are dahlias and dahlias mm. is one of those it's a bit like colors yes dahlias have become a very very fashionable flower which at some point was a bit of a no-no yes um, it's it lost its um its fashionability but it's it, you know to such a degree that it's become incredibly fashionable in, you know, if you want to look for color inspiration, just look at it. Oh, they're so dramatic and beautiful, and there's so many. Um, yeah, there. I, I, I'm a big fan of the dahlias because they grow quite well here where I live. I love that. And one of the things that people might not know who haven't done your challenge before is so Lori Siebert is the Lori we're talking about, and each time a challenge happens, it's with a different artist. And this time it's again, it's with you, which is wonderful. So it's Calora Combo and it has a hashtag that's easy to find. But the the different thing about these challenges is that, as you were mentioning, there are there are prizes to be achieved depending on, you know, who's chosen. So as you're doing going along as the artist and doing these challenges all month long, it's not just being looked at by your peers. It's being looked at by art directors, companies. Mm-hmm. You could actually have a product made and produced with your art on it because you've participated in this challenge. And I think that is super unique and so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. And exactly because of the, the situation that the fact that people are online, these are, are, are aimed at artists who in any case post their work. And if they, they, there's just this um, uh, specific scenario where you work with, with the colors and there's a group of people doing it and it's networking with other people and seeing what yeah. other people do. And it's, um, they are definitely eyes on them and people are, are interested in, in what gets, what, what is being produced. And with this um, sort of sub theme of flowers or florals um, um, in, you know, with, with March, it, 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 it's an added layer. It's a something yes. um 
it's a bit of an added bonus, you can say. But by no means, people don't have to do florals. They can they can do they can treat it in the same way as, as the glory combo we had in September. Um, so it's you don't have to do it in that specific way. It just makes it a little bit more dynamic. And um, there's another, and then of course you're going to be taking part as well. Um, and that's mm -hmm. uh, very exciting about so good, good good things coming threes because we also have Jo Packham from Where Women Create and she will, um, uh, uh, there's, a, there's an article um, in her magazine. So somebody will be, be chosen. One of the people participant, participating um, could be anyone um, in, in any, what I mean when I say anyone, it could be, you don't have to paint flowers. You don't have to create fl floral art, but um, somebody that um, catches Joe's eye will be, um, uh, but will be featured in her magazine as well. So, so that's, that's the, these things are, they don't just happen. Like this is amazing, an amazing opportunity. And I, many of the people that I work with, I suggest, you know, if they're wanting to build their portfolio or work on things in different ways, participate in challenges, especially these challenges. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a new way of, of doing it. There are so many challenges on Instagram and people can, can pop in and out of them and and, uh, and I know people there are artists who do a lot of these challenges there's the 100 day challenge which I never can complete I love looking uh, though <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I know and I absolutely admire people who can literally create a work of art each and every day for that purpose and post it it's it's wonderful but um they are definitely it creates a certain um energy Mm -hmm. to, to be yes. in a challenge and you don't have to do all of them and that's the thing with the colors it's like if you can't do all of them then really pick your favorites but what I would say in the same breath is pick colors also working colors which you would never otherwise do because that pushes you that that you will you will learn from that so um, if you make art and if you're in the business of of wanting to license art or um, create art to to produce in prints or in you know surface pattern design this is a good this is just an add-on to that it's something which will will be a good way to to build a portfolio you know, it's to fun to play it. and i and i'd love to know your color combinations are interesting unique different challenging how how do you come up with this it's i know it's not just a oh i'll put these two together there's a lot of thought in this yes i well with with the previous um Calorie combo. I I did a, quite a lot of research, and and those in that one, I, I wanted to have all the colors. Um, they, I wanted to have a, a an edible link to it. So a color had to be one of the colors had to be edible. So it had mm. to come from a, a plant that's edible, or or, or fruit, or something. Elephant so and lemon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good, Margaret. Um, <laughs> um, so that's 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 I like to I like to tie it into something like that and um, but this this time because of of um, March and being um, Women's Day it's International Women's Day on the eighth so um, it's women artists and then linked to the um, to, to flowers because of the time of year for the northern hemisphere but then I'm looking at paintings of and or artworks or, or, or drawings creations ceramics by these different artists that I've picked um, and 
highlighting some aspect of a painting. So it's something that I'm interested in as well. And I'm, I'm finding I have to look for these colors. So there's a variety, there's different colors. So even though they, they might be five yellows featured in, in, in a month, they're all a little bit different. And um, I do give them my own names as well. Some of them, some of them are, you know, lemon and elephant are sort of obvious um, colors, but um, I like to sometimes into in, you know invent my own my love own that name for colors as well my, my husband sometimes asks me are, are these real colors <laughs> i think know, you need your own line of paint i think that would be so appropriate i would love oh, it that would be lovely speaking of of of, of names of paints if you look at any of the paint companies you know the names of that that they give their 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 colors it's sometimes very um very interesting very funny or, or I look at like nail polish colors and things like that, that are so funny, you know, like my favorite waitress and things like that, you know, it's just like, really? But it makes sense sometimes. It's great. Is that a, is that a nail color? Mm -hmm. My favorite waitress. That is an interesting, I wonder how it's that red. Mm. You know mm. what? I can never wear nail polish because I, because I work with paint and I work with acrylics and it just goes on to the nail polish. So I can, I can never, so it's, uh, I, I admire though people with beautiful nails and um, beautifully manicured nails one day yes. or well, my next life. Um, <laughs> exactly. Can you give us any tidbits without giving away um, too much about the women you've chosen for this month? Oh, um, I try to define people who are di from different backgrounds, different scenarios, completely different uh, life circumstances, but each one of them with an interesting story. Some of them I know more of than others, but um, and some are from very long ago. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have um, uh, Anna Maria von Schumann, who was a, a painter and she became a painter because of her situation in life and her father being a botanist and encouraging her to paint and teaching her to paint because the, there's a time we and still for many many women it's you know not that important to 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 paint and be be seen as a, um, right. a, a creative artist in their own right and that's only a very recent thing really in the last hundred years typically um, right. that, that that women have have gained more um, recognition as, as artists. Creativity was out of necessity, not because of being having a creative career, exactly. you know, certainly not a creative career, but a creative yeah. you you made something because you needed it. Yep. And that's that's uh, exactly right, because one of the other artists that I um, that I'm featuring is Lucy. Uh, Lucy B, who was a ceramicist, a um, very famous uh, ceramicist, and she um, uh, she was during I think she was born. I'm, 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 I speak under correction now. Um, probably the very early 1900s. She was around in the during the war, the Second World War, and um, she made buttons um, because it was seen as a necessity. But she mm. made them from clay. She made stoneware buttons and actually employed <clears throat> 16 other refugees wow. and they made these buttons. You can still see the buttons and I'm featuring. So even though she got this incredible recognition as a, as a, um, as a ceramicist and she, she was one of the absolute foremost ceramicist in, uh, in the 19th, uh, in the 20th century, you know, mid-century ceramics. Um, she made these buttons and it's 
just beautiful to see that and that's you know one of the ultimates in in in, in necessity and yes um uh you know a very practical thing buttons are oh i love that i can't wait to follow along with this i have a fact about buttons you know, oh buttons, i want to hear buttons are obviously it's a, it's a necessary thing but it's again in the history it's not that long since it's been around i don't know how many hundreds of years but it's a it's it's it was invented at some point right and you know men's suits mm-hmm they normally have two or three buttons on the cuff. Right. Why is that? Exactly, because they're just, they're not purposeful. No purpose. It is a sign of almost opulence or excess, or it, you do not need to have two or three buttons on your no. on your suit. So yeah, that's one of the remnants of buttons as a, almost as a, uh, I don't want to say luxury item, but. Status symbol. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how interesting. I I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. I'm, I think that, I think I remember back to being little and thinking, what, why do they have those buttons? My dad was a pilot and I, you know, he, his amount of stripes was co-pilot. You could tell if it was an engineer or a co-pilot or a pilot just, and to me, I kind of related those to the amount of buttons, but I never thought about it. Mm. Very cool. And then you and I are doing something fun at the end of the month. We're, we're all full of information today. Um, windowsill workshops are something, if you haven't heard that, um, I've started when this year started. So March will be our third and it just felt like exactly the right time to have Esty come and teach on, I'm not even going to say that I don't have the date in front of me. It's the 19th. Thank you. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's Saturday the 19th for two and a half hours and you can come join us live or it can be, you can purchase the recording and to have it watched whenever you want to, but we have been having so much fun with these workshops. We just finished up one with Tracy English and we did Bonanza designs the first month, but really kind of my thinking about this was what can we do as, as creatives together, come together or learn, you know, the same thing at a different time, but where you can come and actually have a conversation with somebody you've heard on the podcast and maybe, you know, you're in the middle of Calora combo and you're doing these things and we can just come together for two and a half hours, learn something, do something creative. And just, it's all about just giving yourself that time to put everything else aside and do something creative for yourself. And that's what windowsill workshops are about. So thank you for joining me this month on that. I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, it will definitely tie in with, with Calorie Combo, um, with this March um, edition of Calorie Combo, I should say that with the March challenge with the 10 artists and um, the 10 prompts and the color, you know, colors that will be um, featured in, in them as well. And um, also processes and uh, inspiration from an artist because um, the project I will be doing is about folk art, but with a twist. Mm. Um, bringing your own creativity into it. There's drawing components, and um, I like and to use. Uh, I'm 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 a big fan of of good materials, but I also like to use very simple materials. And one of my favorite materials to use is carbon copy paper, as an mm. old-fashioned typewriter copy paper, because you can create wonderful textures with it and wonderful marks that you simply wouldn't do in another way and then if you if you would were just to to draw with a pencil it's just there's something something else happens so um it's a folk inspired artwork um and inspired by by 
uh, Polish uh, folk designs in particular, but as I said, there's a modern twist to it. And it's, it's about your own individual creativity as well. And that's, I'm passionate about that. And that's part of my teaching as well is uh, the way I teach my courses. I, I want people to feel that they, that they get their own, that they are more connected to their own creativity and not just learning mm -hmm. a technique. That's something that's absolutely fundamental to me. I, I love that you said that because I think so often, especially when, when we're taking similar courses or things like that, it's how do you make it your own? And, and you've always been good about teaching a technique, but immediately helping people figure out a way to, to make it their own. And, and that that's everything because that's how you stand out in this crazy world of creativity. You have to have your own input and your own style. I, I, I really aim for that. And I'm, I mean, I've been teaching my, the courses for a while now and it's, they've adapted and changed as well. And my, my emphasis has become more and more on individual creativity and helping people, giving people um, uh, ways to, helping people to find ways to, to tap into their own creativity. And, and it, sounds, it sounds very broad when I say that, but I mean, it's very practical things that I do. And one of it is, um, a way of drawing and um, I've been using these um, uh, letters and numbers as anchor points mm. I've been using that in my courses since 2016 right. and it's a it's a really good way to if you have hand if you use your handwriting you turn your handwriting into drawing then it's a it's a shortcut and it's a way that is you because right. your handwriting is unique to you Right. But if you use letters and numbers, which are symbols, which are universal, and you combine those two, and you then go, okay, now adjust it in this way, um, then you have this new way of drawing. And um, it's, you have muscle memory, it knows exactly how to write 26 letters, but adapting it and turning it into floral shapes and plant shapes is um, is something that, um, it's, it's different in each each and everyone's uh, in, in the outcomes because we all see it see it differently as well. And I've now done it with so many people. Yeah. And I'd love to do it in the in our project in our um, in our workshop. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! I just think I've never seen that done anywhere else, but besides learning from you. And I think you're right. It ex it immediately makes that drawing owned by the person who's doing it. It's their style immediately, and I just think yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, authenticity making something authentically yeah, yours authentic. so it doesn't look like or it doesn't it's not you falling back to oh that's how i draw a leaf it's like how do you draw a leaf from the from the number seven which sounds mm -hmm. very obvious but it means it's going to have to have a certain angle to it how do you turn it like, turn the number nine into a leaf or a flower it, it it's turn the number upside down see what happens in that way so it's things that you would not anticipate but you once you get over your 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 brain's process uh protesting over um protestations is what i wanted to say um mm. over things that it's um it, it it shouldn't be drawn that way once you go well that's the only way it's going to happen then you can start playing with it and you were saying earlier on you was made something you mentioned something about play and fun and it is play is where you learn play is mm -hmm. where you develop and you have to allow yourself to have time to just play and go, but what if, and maybe if I do it this way, or, oh, that didn't work, but I've learned something from it. It's also good to do something and go, I hated that, because mm -hmm. then you learn. 
So I, I like to even think that, and that's with the colors as well. You go, well, I've not yes. tried these colors, but I really, really don't like them. It's a good thing. <laughs> it really is. I think both of these things are the kind of thing that can pull you out of a creative slump as well. You know, when you, when you just, I, I don't mean just, but when you write something in this exercise, I don't want to give too much away. And then you do the things that you will share with us how to do. It makes you creative. It just, you can't help it. And, and working with colors that you might not normally use makes you think differently. It, it pushes your own envelope. It challenges you. And that's what I love about this. I love it. it I can't it's wait. Liberating and, it, and it builds confidence. It gives you, 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 you surprise yourself. And I like yeah. to teach, teach by stealth, by making people think they do one thing. And then actually what they've done is maybe something different by literally turning what you've done upside down or, um, you, you know, just looking at it from a different angle because we, we get so, we get so precious about what we create often. And that we get in our own way. You expect it to be perfect. We expect to know what the outcome is going to be. We you so don't have do. To know what the outcome is, is yet. You can do things for the process and and learn from it, and then and then see see where that leads to. So that's that is that that is important. That's my that's my hope for it. My hope is for people to to surprise themselves in a in a pleasant way. I love that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Thank you. I have, I want to ask before I ask who's inspiring you, what colors are really inspiring you right now? Do you have some favorites right now that you're really finding yourself going to? I, I mentioned earlier on, I've been, been painting with purple and I don't mm -hmm. actually like purple. I'm, yeah, same. But I don't, you, I don't, I don't dislike it, but I, I've made my, I've deliberately put it in paintings or, or in the layers of painting and and then I will also put orange next to it. That's also my mm -hmm. <laughs> color. And the other thing that happens if you go, okay, but make the whole background in that color you don't like, and then paint with the colors you like on top of it. Then such a good idea. It it's it, just play with it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, you can paint paint over it. So yeah, I, I well, I'm a blues and greens are my go-to colors. Aqua is sort of my go-to color, but I um there's always room for for other colors. What what tend to happen is in the winter this, okay you were asking about what, what color inspired me now this is interesting because in winter my colors go definitely quieter more somber more grays more neutrals more browns and i actually indulge in the fact that you don't see green on trees you don't see leaves so my my, my art becomes more somber as well and i tend to do more quieter still lives and landscape paintings but in november i was um teaching at an art retreat in sri lanka where we had lots of tropical colors and tropical fruit yeah. and, and, you know, being, being in a, at a completely tropical climate and that inspired that completely <laughs> and knocked my, my color season. Um, color. <laughs> so I've been painting in more bright colors and definitely including purple. And I've noticed, you know, you don't know how many plants are purple in the tropics mm -hmm. warmer, warmer climates um, plants, are uh, leaves are, are, are purple and mm -hmm. actually speaking of uh, purple leaves dahlias often have purple or almost black leaves if, and bronze leaves yes uh, i was just looking at a, a new house plant i got that and the underside of the leaves you i might say they're brownish but they're really there's a lot of purple in there mm. i hadn't really thought about it and in shadows have a lot of purple in them also sometimes yeah, i yeah. think 
And if you look at new shoots on plants, especially in, in, in springtime, often plants start off as red and then become green. The, yeah. the very, very, very young shoots of leaves are very often has a red tinge to it and it becomes green, green as it gets, um, as it becomes more, uh, as it matures. Oh, I can't wait so, to yeah, see. I, my, my favorite color, no, not my favorite color, my color that I like using at the moment is, um, I like to use purples in uh, with other colors. Um, but I've also, I've, I, in terms of what I what I have learned to like more is 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 monochrome, black and white as mm. well. Oh, interesting. And I, that might have to do with the fact that I've got a black studio. My my whole studio, the outside of my studio, is pitch black. So uh-huh. um, I quite I quite like that. You know, yeah. everything, the windows, everything is just is black. It's a it's a scorched ash mm. black wood. Sounds gorgeous. And, yeah, and then colors how colors um, um, look against it. If yes. You, color on top of black I actually like painting on top of black sometimes even though I don't really use black in paintings I I often start with a black um, gesso on the uh-huh. background and then paint the colors on it because colors pop when you, oh, when that's you paint, so cool. paint on on black it's completely different than when you paint on white so yeah I am a color scout I am always looking for for colors but I, I, I can't get myself to get excited about wearing brown. That's a bit different. I can, yeah. <laughs> I can work in browns and I, I can, but, but typically autumn colors is not something that I tend to wear a lot. And I, mm-hmm. I, I wish I, I wish I do, but or I wish I could because I like it on other people. Yeah. I don't know. What's it's just always, color? you know, I, when I, it's interesting when I was little, when everybody, it was pink, if you know, or whatever. Um, it was purple. My favorite color was purple. And I always remember thinking I like purple because no, it's nobody else's favorite color, (laughs) (laughs) but now I am just, am not attracted to purple. It's funny. I really, um, somebody submitted a design to me this week. It's a lovely design, but it has a big stripe of uh, brownie purple. I'm like, uh, I can't do it. Uh, but you're right. It is. It's in a lot more places than we think. I, I am a big fan, and I know I said it already. The mustard, chartreuse mustard, um, mm. is is really goldy. Chartreuse mustard is a is a favorite yeah. for me. Yes, it is for me as well. It is a color that lifts. It just it does, and I find it hard to omit it with with, with when I do painting. And it is a color that goes with everything as well. I as love it, it. It is. It you can depending on how much of it you use. It it goes. Um, that that specific mustard yellow, um, depending on the um, almost the sometimes if it's more diluted, uh, as in or translucent, I should say, it it almost goes acidic, but then it also goes warm. I found that with 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 painting. Yeah, so I feel like there's a range in it, and it, it depending yeah. if I, if I want it to be clearer, crisper, cleaner, or or sort of moodier, it can it can go both those ways, you know. Do you know what is one of my absolute favorite colors is when you take a, a color that I use in particular, it's called Azo Gold. It's a, it's a mm. translucent, uh, no, it's a, uh, Azo, Azo Yellow. It's not the uh-huh. it's a yellow color, but it's a very bright, very intense color, but it's translucent. I'm talking mm. about watercolor and acrylic. But if you mix black into that, mm. then it makes the best green. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, you have I'm to try that. 
I'm so going to. There I, that was one of those accidental discoveries as well. So even though I don't use black that often, that's one of, you know, when you turn the yellow, make a shade out of yellow. Yeah. So you don't want it to go red and you don't want it to go green and blue. You don't want, to, you don't want an orange color and you don't want a green color. And you just do shading. That's, that's one of the best shading colors that happen. Uh, Ooh, it's I better than that. an orange being a shade. Uh, I, I prefer actually with, with orange, uh, with, with red, if you want to make red a, a, a tint or a shade, mm. is to add green to it. Then mm. you get that, you know, then it become a neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, that I prefer. But with, with yellow, it's an exception. Oh, Black. I'm going to I'm going to try that. I'm pretty sure I have some of that as a yellow. Mm. So tell me who's inspiring you these days, because I always love to know. Well, with my all my research, I I'm inspired by um, by all the women artists I find. I've got now a whole list, and they will come up in in future glory combo um, uh, prompt as well. Because I'm going to carry on for the for the, for the rest of um, of uh, 2022, and I might carry on beyond that I, if it if it works. I mean, I love doing it. I love doing the research, and I love putting it out there. So um, these people will um, will feature, and, and along with other artists as well. Um, and as I said, all kinds of other things I might find along the way. Um, one of the artists that, um, one or two, I'll, I'll tell you about two of them. One is Mary Delaney. You probably know of her. She was a, 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 a collage artist. And mm. she only really, I don't even say came to fame because I don't even think she, it was not a case of her coming to fame, but it was in the 70s. And, and that's mm. also one of the lovely stories about artists and art that you can you can come up with an idea or you can just decide one day I'm going to make right. art you can be older and do it and her, her work her, her flower collages are exquisite it's it's so mm. beautiful um the other one is, artist that I'm featuring um in March is is Harriet Powers and mm. um who made a pleak work um, uh, quilts and there's not many that survive but um beautiful and also beautiful colors and she has very particular quite muted colors in her um in her quilts uh applique work and it's uh it's it's fascinating it's 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 beautiful i love i have a a a, a very um great appreciation appreciation of outsider art of, mm-hmm, of absolutely artists who are who, who did art for the for the love of of doing art and there's an artist that I'm not featuring now, but um, will be later in, in Glory Combo because she really didn't do any flowers. She, she absolutely didn't. And she was in her lifetime, never really much of an artist. But she's South African and her name is Helen Martins. Hmm. And she, um, and, I'm, and I know this happens in other parts of the world as well, where they create these cement sculptures. So basically people oh, yeah. turn their whole garden into collages and, Yes, cement sculptures, and and she did all these camels, and I'm talking about she started doing this in the probably in the 30s. In the mm. in, she was born in 1897 and died in I think in 19, 19 something in the 70s, maybe 77. Mm. And she would she would ground up glass and put it on her walls. It's such a labor of <sighs> hard that all her walls were covered in crushed glass. It's wow. it's bizarre. And I went to her house once and it was so, so memorable. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in a desert. That's probably one of the reasons why she, when I say desert, it's more like, um, it's not quite desert, desert, but it's like very, um, 
uh, arid. So. Arid, very arid. It's it's where you will find sheep and nothing else. There's some mm. you know, little uh, just sheep farmers in the, in the area, and um, um, so there's really not much going on. And she lived in this tiny little village and just did her own thing and was and did it for herself. And, wow. and that is incredible for, to make art for the sake of there's no commercial mm-hmm. implication there's no commercial gain um and she had people she had had two men at some different times help her to to mm-hmm. assistants helping her because some of these camels are literally the size of a camel yeah. and then she would have glass bottles in them and and it's it's fascinating to think that people just have this in them mm-hmm. have creativity in them and 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 it the, the need to create yeah. for no other reason than because you want to you you, you you want to something's in you you need to get yeah, out yeah so we we were I was there in 1998 was the year that we got married I actually I think we went there on our way back from our honeymoon we stopped mm. in there oh, cool. and I'd love to I'd love to see that again so yeah. that was another artist I um I actually want to look at some of her work um, closer and and use some of the shapes of her camels mm. and people because it was all um sort of biblical and but then also not um quite mystical um figures and mermaids and all kinds of things that you oh, sounds amazing so sounds if amazing people want, if people want to look it up it's called the owl house the owl um, house the owl house is her yeah. i think that's the website as well i think there's a movie out there called the owl house as well so they're not to be confused with that Right. I'll post it all in the show notes as well. So people can easily find the links. Um, But I I think that's wonderful. I know I haven't been for years and years, but there was certainly a wonderful outsider is a wonderful outsider art museum in Baltimore um, that I think started in the early nineties, maybe. And it's just, it's just, I, every time I went, we used to go for art shows there um, and we, I couldn't go without going to that. And yeah, it's just, I just love researching those people that, you know, have redone their properties, just built these fantastical things or whatever it might be. But these are wonderful ones. Thank you so much, Estee, for, for coming on today and just sharing your passion. I am always inspired by you and I just really appreciate it. I, I really enjoyed it as well. And I'm looking forward to our workshop um, in too. March. And thank you so much for having me. It's always a joy speaking to you. You too, Estee. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to, and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantowstudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.